In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We continue our theme this Easter season of the world being turned upside down through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we'll be looking at uh, the passage from John that we just read, I am the vine. But we're also going to be looking at the passage that's uh, assigned for today from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 8. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went, and there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot, and is reading the prophet Isaiah. <clears throat> and the spirit said to Philip, go over and join his chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was like this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, about whom I ask you, does the prophet say this about himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with the scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here's water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he has baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more, and went on his way rejoicing. And so... Um, this is a remarkable passage in a, in a lot of ways. Uh, first is is Philip, the Spirit of the Lord being upon Philip. And this is Philip, not the apostle. This is Philip the deacon, one of the seven who was set apart in order to uh, provide food and make sure the distribution of food to widows was done appropriately, <coughs> thus freeing up the apostles to go and to preach and to proclaim the gospel of Jesus. And so um, what we have is um, this reality of the world being turned upside down, even in, in what are thought to be roles um, of authority and roles that we fall into when we become disciples, when we become deacons, when we become priests, when we become baptized members of Christ's church is that the Spirit comes upon us and, and anoints us to share the grace and love of Jesus, even if that's not our primary vocation, right? And so a lot of this is this reading and the reading from John's Gospel that we'll look at is how the world has been turned upside down for baptized members, for, for disciples of Jesus, where we're not excluded from proclaiming the glory of God's love because we're not ordained. And moreover, the Spirit of God often utilizes us, leads us, and draws us into situations where we become vessels of God's grace and blessing. And here it is with Philip, who uh, is led to the chariot of the Ethiopian eunuch who is on his way home from coming to, to worship in Jerusalem. And 
it's likely the Ethiopian eunuch was a Jew who's been um, dispersed uh, in many ways to the ends of the earth. He, re- he represents the gospel going to the ends of the earth uh, in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, right? This is, this is the ends of the earth to some extent uh, where the gospel is, is being presented to being shared, to being spread to this, this man who's serving the queen of Ethiopia. And, um, and he's not just sort of a Jew who is dispersed to Ethiopia, probably back in the Babylonian captivity and then on, but he's one who then has been, been violated, been mutilated, um, had his, uh, private parts, uh, taken away from him in order to ensure control that he would not uh, be a threat to the king, to Candace. Um, in many ways, as we as we look at as we look at um, the eunuch in light of sort of Roman masculinity, he's less than right. He's he's not measured up. When we talk about um, in Christ, there is no longer male or female. Well, for the eunuch, um, there's also inclusivity for him as well, right? And even in these extremes, as as we'll see in this in this passage. And so, Philip, the first thing that that's amazing is that the spirit of God falls on Philip to even lead him to the Ethiopian. The second is just a good formula, almost of of how we share God's love. And that is, we begin with where they are. Um, One of the big problems with evangelism, that word evangelism, is it seems like there's a formula. There's a script. Um, If you've ever had people come and knock on your door, people come and and approach you, they, they have an agenda. They have a formula. They know what you need and how to go about it, right? But Jesus throughout the Gospels and then Philip right here presents a, a very different type of formula, right? It's, where are you? He begins with, do you understand what it is you're reading when he hears the Ethiopian reading the prophet Isaiah? And the Ethiopian says, how can I? unless someone explains it to me. How can I, unless someone guides me? And so Philip comes up and joins him. And beginning with that passage, the Spirit of God comes upon Philip and he begins to explain everything about Jesus um, and, and declares that life um, that, is in, that is in Jesus. And so, this is this is uh, a good example to us, right? Where where for us, it, somebody's oftentimes not just sitting there reading the Bible, and we can say, "Hey, do you know what you're reading?" A lot of times, they're just going through something in life. A lot of times, they're struggling with their family, their kids, their parents, their jobs, their spouse. A lot of times they're distraught, concerned, 
anxious over the things of the world. And, and this is a passage that tells us, don't just launch into your agenda. Listen, begin where they are. Be compassionate, caring, loving, and use that opportunity to display and show God's blessing and love. And the next thing is that as they pass water, um, the Ethiopian says, why should I not be baptized? And Philip's like, why indeed, right? Let's pull over. Um, and it's and it's interesting because baptism is is one of the sacraments that um, or the sacrament mostly where lay people also can perform that any any disciple any baptized member can baptize another member because it's bringing that person into the family. And so again, the world has turned upside down. Maybe it's always been, but but for maybe even some of you watching at home, um, you're shocked that you're allowed to baptize. You're not ordained. I thought that's the priest's job, the deacon's job. No, I mean, in extreme circumstances, ordinarily you're, you're gonna come to the church and there's gonna be a big to-do, but but not only are you allowed, but when an opportunity prevent, presents itself in order to bring someone near to God's love and God's grace, not to be saved per se, but that they may, they may join the covenant community of knowing the power of the resurrection that, again, this Ethiopian eunuch, this person who's in many ways by most people thought to be less than a person, is a child of God, is a son of God, is brought into the community and relationship and life of God. And what good news that must be. To that person and there's a world whose desires this good wonderful news which leads us to the john passage of i am the vine and you are the branches and this is it's very important to remember where we are in John's gospel. This is after the foot washing. This is after even Judas leaves at this point. And Jesus is sharing these sort of last words with his disciples before he is arrested just a few hours later. And so these these are words that are meant for for us, for the disciples. For those who who've come into faith, they're not they're not meant as judgment to the world. Um, when Jesus says, "I am the vine, you are the branches," 
If you abide in me, I abide in you. Anyone who abides in me bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And, you know, a lot of times this hits you a little bit. You get a little bit defensive. I, I mean, apart from you, I can do nothing. I can, I can do some good stuff, God. I can do some good stuff without you. I can, uh, you know, I can preach some good sermons without you, maybe, right? Um, but I think it's it's the reality is is Jesus is making this point that um, you can. I'm your I'm your life source for for being a disciple for being a vessel of the spirit of God. If you're not connected to me, how can you be connected to the spirit of God and how then can you declare the grace and light and love of, for of God for the world, right? If you're not connected to me, any part that's not connected to me, it's just withers, right? It's like these branches. After they're after they're cut away, what good are they? They're not good for anything except to be thrown into the fire and to be burned. Right? The parts of our life and there are parts of our life that should be cut away and thrown away to be burned. That's called sanctification. That's called growing spiritually in the life and love of God. Um, this is a good thing. But those parts of us that are connected to Jesus continue to bear more and more and more fruit. And this is the point that Jesus is making, because there's lots of good things we can do. You know, we've been talking a lot about the Sacred Ground course, because many of us have taken it, about racial reconciliation and fighting racial injustice, as well as just fighting injustice in general. And we do this primarily because this is what the resurrection did, right? The resurrection has overturned all this exclusion. And now we are one in Christ. And anything and anyone that stands in the way of that reality is the enemy of God, is evil. And so we have to stand against that. But if we attempt to stand against that without standing and being connected in the life force of Jesus to the vine, that the Spirit of God comes through us, then we can, we can accomplish nothing, right? It becomes weak. It becomes fruitless. It becomes withered. And even if you can do something for a little while, right? On your own power, you become tired, you become wearied, you become disen disenchanted. And sometimes you can just be diverted from the why. The why is because the resurrection has turned the world upside down and God has called 
all these people to God's self. Jesus has declared the world for God, has claimed the world for God. Jesus has come into the world not to condemn the world, but to bring the world to himself. And so anything that stands in the way of that, we're called to battle. But we must do it by being connected to the vine. We must abide in the vine. Apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. So in this, as disciples of Jesus, in these passages, we see the joy of what happens when the Spirit of God comes upon us. But moreover, we see the reality of how our world is turned upside down. And the world was turned upside down 2,000 some years ago, but the world is probably turned upside down for many of us all over again. Because we often want to put bishops and priests and deacons and wardens and others in charge. When in reality, we who've been baptized, we have been called, we who have been made children of God are invited to be part of the fruitfulness of being connected to the vine and bringing forth life to a world that needs to know the name of Jesus. That they too might recognize their value, their worth, the way that God cares, loves, and desires them. This is especially true when so many people feel like the world sees them as worthless, despises them, and that they have no value. It's our job, our calling, our vocation to bring this transforming upside down world message to our communities, our families, the least, the lost, those who are victims of injustice, that we may declare not only God's love for them, but they can be grafted into the vine and they can know that spirit life force of Jesus and bear fruit. Bear fruit, not just in their own lives, but they can be a vessel of God's light and love as well. Not only does God love them, but they can be ministers of God's love. This is a radical, radical notion. This is an upside down world notion that I pray as the Ethiopian eunuch took that message back to the ends of the earth so we may take it out to our communities 
and to the ends of the earth, that all may know their worth and love in Jesus Christ. Amen.